Welcome to Two and a Half Sportsmen, a sports comedy podcast hosted by Jordan Pomaville, Joel Anderson, and your sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Let's get it on. Hey guys, we got to talk about Dick Vitale. Again. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> we do, we do. I want to talk, I I talk about Dick Vitale because he is one of the most, if not the most, unlikely and prominent pitchmen of the late 20th and early 21st century. <laughs> Dick Vitale, a.k.a. Dickie V. How did a color commentator who primarily worked basic cable college basketball games, starting back when both of those things were much less popular... Mm-hmm become a go-to choice for Fortune 500 companies to hawk their goods and services. Yeah, baffling. Because he was very energetic. Baffling. I was going to say, the, the, the question does not have a satisfying answer to, to you guys, so you know. I did, I did a lot of work on this. Hmm. And uh, uh, real quick first, let's get the uh, early bio out of the way for Dick Vitale. Yep, okay. Um, he initially rose to prominence locally in Metro Detroit as the head coach of U of D, University of Detroit. He was very successful in his four years there, uh, considering they're a mid-major. In uh, his final season, he took them to a Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, which at the time featured only 32 teams. Hmm. <laughs> um, and he retained a little bit of his local legend status in that respect. Um, he left U of D with a winning percentage of 731 Whoa. and had the and had the court named after him at uh, Callahan Hall. Oh, that's I mean a that's lot. a that's a hell of a get for four years of service. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, like I said, they don't have a storied history, and so this was one of their one of their highlights was this four year period. He was uh, hired by the Pistons after his final season there and had a very and brief uh, brief and undistinguished tenure with them, and was fired twelve games into his second season. Ooh, what what years were he was he the coach of the Pistons then? Like like seventy eight uh, uh, seventy nine. Oh. Just missed the so, bad boys there by a decade. Well, in, in fairness, at the time, most Detroit sports fans viewed the Pistons on on the whole as undistinguished. And that year, 1979, the NBA Finals was broadcast on tape delay. So <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the year was 1979. An unemployed Dick Vitale, probably driving his wife fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> Because he speaks in all capital letters all the time. No, actually, Jordan, uh, I was going to ask if he's if he's always done that, or if that was just a symptom of his March Madness once they expanded to sixty four tournaments or sixty four no, teams. Think, you know that that's when it got truly mad, and maybe that was when he lost it. With Dick Vitale, what you see is what you get. Oh, to. okay. There, there's nothing. There's nothing in back. Everything's out on the shelf. You mean there's okay? no subtext there? I thought that everything he was doing was sarcastic. He's all text, Phil. He's all ah, text. I like it. He's uh, like so a, I, he's like uh, the new Justice League. Everyone just says exactly what they're doing or what they're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, so he tries his hand at television uh, at the behest of his wife, uh, famously, and this is in the ESPN book. When someone said, hey, we have a channel, ESPN, do you want to broadcast a game on it? He said, ESPN, that's a terrible name. That sounds like a disease. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good, pretty good joke. Yeah. Anyway, Dick Vitale became a name when ESPN, for lack of better programming, broadcasted a ton of college basketball and specifically the early games of the NCAA tournament. Okay? Hmm. Now, 
Now, CBS now has and it has rights to all the tourney games, and they've had for some time now, but Dick Vitale often broadcasts the Final Four for ESPN Radio International, <laughs> which is just hilarious to me, just thinking of people in other countries tuning in to see what America college basketball is like, is thinking, oh, this is how Americans talk. Yeah, this, is, this is what all American college basketball coaches are like. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> Uh, by the time I started watching ESPN and college basketball in the mid-90s, Dick Vitale was already ensconced as the voice of college basketball. It's 25 damn years later, and he's still going. Yeah. Uh, his vernacular is known as V-speak, or Whoa. Vitaleisms, and the reason why Dad just wants us to watch the damn game on mute. <laughs> um, this is true. Now, my dad... Utterly despises Dick Vitale. <laughs> this is not an uncommon yeah. opinion. Uh, anyway, we, we, he's being—he's a very polarizing figure, and that's why I want to pump the brakes on something right now. The only thing worse than listening to Dick Vitale is listening to people do Dick Vitale. Mm. Mm. So none of that. We're none of that. This whole segment. <laughs> can, can we all try a Dick Vitale right now? Is that what you're asking for? Okay, real quick, everyone says it's awesome, baby. Okay, Joel, you start. Hey, Jordan, it's awesome, baby! It's incredible, it's insane! That wasn't good Phil? at all. All right. It's awesome, baby, yeah! Okay, that's okay. It's awesome, baby, with a capital A! That's... They're all roughly the same. Yeah, They're not no, that yeah, good. Just, uh, there's, there's nothing that makes it more Dickie V than just shouting. In fairness, I only know the voice from the Sega Genesis game, where he <laughs> lends his voice. Uh, a quick overview of his most well-known catchphrases, okay? We're going to do that real quick, and this is important because his catchphrases feature prominently when he does ads, mm -hmm. okay? And to make sure I didn't miss any, I googled Dick Vitale catchphrase, catchphrases, and I unearthed a V-Speak glossary, Ooh. and it's a... It's great. It's a website from the Paleolithic era of ESPNnet.sportzone.com. <laughs> it's incredibly quaint and clearly from a time when the internet was all porn and possibilities. Yeah. It's like you're looking at it and you're, you can see where it falls in the strata. And now uh, the internet is all porn and finality. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. You're like, this uh, is so a roughly, still photograph of a shirtless woman <laughs> with a with a head... Poorly uh, uh, applied to it. That's sitting here. Where are you going for, Joel? What, I'm trying to figure out what you're what you're doing here. Yeah, no, what's the, the game the, here? The strata. I'm saying you you find the site next to that, and you're like, oh, this must be uh, from... some sort of geological thing. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Sorry, All I've right. been okay. spending a lot of time about la around landscapes, and it made me think about <laughs> it. Name uh, so dropper. Roughly, roughly an order of use of uh, how much he uses okay. these. Okay. Diaper Dandy. Yep. Diaper Dandy it. is for an outstanding freshman. It's gotten less use over the years as it's probably his worst catchphrase, which is saying something. But also, as it's gradually become much more common for freshmen to be major contributors to college teams, so it's not something worth remarking on. Yeah. It also okay. feels uh, offensive in the kind of like, we shouldn't be saying that in the 21st century way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, just. Oh, he just... Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not... It's not that. Yeah, it's funny now because in, in the one and done era, it's like anyone who's not a freshman, you're like, oh, so you're 
You're not that good, really. Okay, uh, next up, dishes the rock. This means to pass the basketball, and I had no idea that this had to be coined, but it was in fact coined really? by Dickie V. Uh, primetime player, or PTP for short. Yep. This means this means a very good player. Okay. You know, and it's uh, interesting. I don't know why he has it for short, because every single time, you know, it's like on first reference in the AP, you want to say the whole thing, and then you say the acronym, but Dickie V always says the full name and then the acronym every time he uses it. Huh. I've never heard him say just P2P. He always goes, he's a prime two prime time player of oh, P2P. Oh, 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 and, yep. oh, Joel, no. You're right. What did I, I started this segment the with. Flag it. on the play, flag on the play. All right. No impressions, up. Joel, baby, yeah. Right, hey, Damn hey. it, Phil, come on. That's a fine for each of us. All right, next up, Dipsy Doo, Dunkaroo, and Slam Bam Jam. These are for flashy and impressive slam dunks, respectively. And you know what? I grew up watching Nick at Night where we'd watch Dipsy Doo, Dunkaroo, and it was a pretty good show ahead of its time. <laughs> next up is Unbelievable. This is self-explanatory. Um, but number one, with over 5,000 weeks at the top of Billboard's Dickie V Hot 100, is some variation of saying, awesome baby. Uh, some examples are, it's awesome baby. This is awesome baby. That's awesome baby. And sometimes when he really means it, he will add the addendum with a capital A. Yeah. Or he he'll says, say, that baby is awesome. Really, the man's, the man's an artist with the way he subtly transitions <laughs> from one way of saying things are awesome to another. He says all these things with a sincere level of enthusiasm that cannot be captured by impressions. No, it really Because can't. most impressions make fun of him for saying dumb things, which he does, but they always miss the mark because he really believes it <laughs> and means it each and every time he says, it's awesome, baby. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Vitaly Mania, I would venture a guess, kind of was a mid to late 90s phenomenon. And this was peak of Dick Vitale's fame, uh, though really he's never left public consciousness. Uh, Much as we might want he, him to. You know, he had a part, he had a part uh, on the Cosby show. Oh. He had many, he had many uh, roles in basketball movies, Blue Chips, The Sixth Man, He Got Game, Love and Basketball, and the Pauly Shore vehicle, Jury Duty. Ah. <laughs> uh. He's innocent, baby! Yeah! Oh, come on, Phil. That's... The <laughs> All right. double with each successive... Uh, 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 By usage. 1996, yeah. uh, there was a David Letterman top ten list. The top ten signs, Dick Vitale is nuts. It was read by Dick Vitale. Mm -hmm. Number two was, I've referred to everything as baby except an actual baby. And... Number one is, right now I think I'm whispering. <laughs> Classic Letterman constructions. A, a, rare, a rare number one that's funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, so then uh, what I really wanted to get into, and it's, we, I know that we're... Uh, Dick Vitale's fame in product endorsements, okay? Mm. Because he's had a ton of both, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. He's 81 years old mm. and began his commercial acting career after he turned 50, and... Just to just to, for reference sake, 
A scale of one to ten, how sad do the Wayne and Garth Uber Eats ads make you? Oh God, they look like really they're nine hundred. Sad. And I'm like the 8. jokes 5. don't hit, man. The jokes just don't hit. Right. It'd be different if they were like hilarious, but instead they're just they they're sad to me. Yeah, uh, I'm an, I'm like an eight point five. Well, in the one where they're like filling in the the like chicken parm from this thing, if they actually did localized restaurants to where you are, then that would make sense. But because they're clearly doing like restaurants all over America, the joke is lost. Yeah. So what's the point then? It's Ugh. so it's very. But Dick Vitale, not so with Dick Vitale. Now there are some better broadcasters, and there are better known broadcasters, and broadcasters who don't look like a soggy baked potato. And none of them are in as many ads as Dick Vitale. I don't know. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal? No. I'd say that's a broadcaster. That He does The General. He does Papa John's. Yeah. He does, like, he, and, there, he's in at least six. And unlike Dick okay, Vitale. But he's a former athlete. He's a former athlete. And he's, so he's before good. Before he became a Shaquille broadcaster. Shaquille O'Neal is genuinely really entertaining. Has charisma. As an on-camera He character. has it. Yeah. He's very charismatic. Okay. Dick, Dickie V is this bizarre mashup of Forrest Gump and Ernest. Yeah, that's um, true. Now, I've spent days scouring the internet for all of his uh, commercials and promotions, and I'm disappointed because while I unearthed 30 separate national campaigns, wow. so not 30 separate commercials, but 30 separate national campaigns that sometimes involve multiple commercials, and that doesn't include the dozens of regional car dealership ads. Oh, no. And I'm still disappointed because while I, I found these 30 ad, ad national ad campaigns, I am positive there is up to 10,000 more that I've missed or couldn't find. Ooh, say it ain't <laughs> so, Joe. And to the point of the Dickie V impressions, there's even a cottage industry for voiceover actors who do Dickie V impressions for car dealership radio ads. Yeah, there we go. Soundalikes. These usually hit the, the, the radio ads in March. Actually, makes sense. You know who else can't do a Dickie V imitation is Dickie V. So you see him on commercials and you hear him doing his thing, and you're just like, "God, that feels so forced." Yeah, he lost that. Yeah. So the earliest I was able to find was a Kentucky Fried Chicken ad from 1992. Okay, this was a cross promotion uh, for the upcoming Big East tournament and a big bucket meal. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Dick Vitale has also worked for Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Wendy's, Subway, Speedway gas stations, Pennzoil, Adidas, Sega Genesis, Ford's now defunct Mercury brand, mm. Miller Lite, Hooters, Diet Mountain Dew, Bridgestone Tires, Bounty Paper Towels, Disney World, Sunkiss Soda, DiGiorno Pizza, Oberto Beef Jerky, and anytime ESPN had something to promote, such as their new website, Jock Jams Volume 3, or the Watch ESPN app. Wow. That's but it? Really, I'm just scratching the surface. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, this is a testament to Dickie V's longtime status as a reviewer of consumer goods. <laughs> People know who to turn in- to when you're, you want to try something new. <laughs> He's incredibly prolific. In the 28-year period I studied, I could only find five years in which he didn't have some sort of national ad campaign. And even that, I don't feel 100% confident reporting. Um, commercial genres, there's about five for Dickie V. Mm-hmm. There's Dickie V talks too much, and that's the joke. Yep, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, in these, he's usually interviewing someone or broadcasting a game, and he doesn't let the person he's interviewing or his fellow broadcaster get a word in. 
He usually also stuffs as many catchphrases into his extolling the virtues of whatever product. Yeah, I want to okay. say there was one where the Aflac duck couldn't say its catchphrase because Dickie V was talking too much. Oh, man, I missed that. Oh, or if there wasn't, I I need to make a pitch to the Aflac people <laughs> for next March. Uh, there is Dickie V is in stunned silence due to the greatness of the product, and that's the joke. Yep. Ah, no, that's a classic. That's clever comedy, right? That's A to C right there. This is best exemplified by a DiGiorno pizza ad, uh, where he's enjoying the pizza too much to talk. But there's also a Bridgestone tire ad that does the same bit. Yeah, see, um, I, I feel like they're they're less common because actually getting Dickie V to not speak for long enough periods of time that you can cut together a performance of him not speaking, like those shoots have got to go like 20, 40 hours. Well, you just got to take and a still it. photo and put some, like, uh, smooth animation in the background so it looks like there's some motion in the room. <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember... I his, was going to his... say tranquilizer, but Phil's idea yeah. was more tech-savvy. Phil, his, his go. career goes back into, like, the 80s and 90s. There were a lot of years where that just wasn't possible. Tranquilizer. <laughs> uh, third genre is Dick Vitale is barely in the ad, only comes in in the last five to ten seconds to say one of his catchphrases. Hmm. Um... These are the most uninspired Dick Vitale ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my self-imposed clockwork orange hours of viewing his commercials, <laughs> these were the only ones I truly hated. Yeah. Uh, they feel lazy, and they're not even using Dick Vitale to the best of his abilities, yeah. which is frustrating. And there's a lot of overlap of these and the next genre, which is Dick Vitale announcing a contest, sweepstakes, and or cross-promotion. Oof. Um these usually involve a basketball-related prize, and several times they've involved a contest to be a Dickie V sound-alike. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, just, then the, I imagine the, there should be a commercial somewhere where it's the Kool-Aid man, and he keeps breaking through walls, but Dick Vitale keeps doing it and then getting it out faster. Doesn't that seem like that <laughs> should be an ad? Where he's like, oh, yeah! And then the Kool-Aid man is like, mad. Because he's getting cut off. <laughs> Actually, I hate that to should be, be a thing. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but we we lost the Kool Aid Man a few years ago. He broke through a, a load bearing wall, and the whole building came down. Did you not read about it? Uh, I believe, but he was also like a three hundred pound pitcher of of drink. So yeah, you know. he definitely seemed diabetic. Yeah, yeah got to be some <laughs> diabetes there. He, he, there's no way he outlived Wilford Brimley. He was. Some people think that maybe he knew it was a load bearing wall when he jumped through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, the final genre is Dick Vitale just says all his catchphrases. Yep. That's... <laughs> uh, these ads are the equivalent of an old band coming out and just playing the hits. Yep. Love it. You know what you came for and Dickie V's going to deliver. He says the name of a product. Then he says it's awesome, baby. He names another uh, feature of the product. Then he says the product's a, pl- a primetime player. You get, you get the rhythm here. Yeah. Now these, low upside, high floor. Yeah. You get a nice standard of quality here with these. <laughs> You're getting what you pay for. The idea that you can somehow be clever with Dickie V is to maybe not understand the Dickie V. Yeah, you buy sticks tickets, you want to hear Mr. Roboto, you want to hear Come Sail Away. You don't want to hear anything they wrote after 2000. Yeah, I, I uh, couldn't name any of it. Some uh, superlatives for uh, Mr. Vitale. Uh, worst ads... Local ads, these are generally for car dealerships like uh, Phil. Uh, Ziegler Chrysler, 
Dodge Jeep. Yeah, the Chrysler. place that you can count on. Yeah, so we did a bunch of those. It's oh, cool. Awesome. You know, so and this, these are not Dickie V's uh, best work. There is worse work, but it's usually based on the copy he's given. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not mailing it in. The copy's bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, most ad campaigns, Hooters. He has done wow. a lot of ads for Hooters, at least two different uh, national ad campaigns. And these feature the most creativity in Dickie V ads yeah. and the most self deprecation from Dickie V. It's problematic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is another fine, though, Phil. Yeah, I know. I can't stop. Uh, the. The best ad, in my opinion, is a Taco Bell ad from 1994. It has uh, just an excellent play on alliteration, and it directly involves basketball. Okay. Which a lot of them, like, kind of get around in a roundabout way. This one, it features him driving a bus full of seven-footers who need sustenance, and so they get Taco Bell's seven-layer burrito. Uh, um, I think I remember that. You, it's it's a great ad. Yeah. Um. The funniest ad is the DiGiorno one, wherein uh, his uh, the play-by-play partner is is saying it's a basketball miracle. Dicky Vitali has been silent for 17 seconds uh, <laughs> because he loves the the pizza, and the play-by-play man says, "I just want to thank uh, the pizza company and the delivery boy." And then uh, Dick Vitali holds up a sign that says, "It's not delivery; it's DiGiorno," and then. The crowd's response is muted. They just kind of go, and then he holds up another sign that just says baby. And the crowd goes ape shit. That's great. That's awesome. (laughs) Funniest one. Yeah. And that (laughs) it's, it's, it plays it well. It knows what it's doing. Yeah. Um, The most absurd ad is Oberto beef jerky. This is a recent one. This is from 2016, and it has nothing to do with Dick Vitale and everything to do with the premise and Stephen A. Smith. Um, Dick Vitale is calling a game and rambling on, and Stephen A. Smith is in this like small like pink room on a cushy couch, and uh, and he says, uh, "Hey, what's going on here? You're making me exhausted." And Dickie V goes, "Oh, hey, little voice in my stomach." And then, <laughs> and then Stephen A. Smith says, "Yeah, you should have some to eat, some Alberta beef jerky." And Dick Vitale is like, "Thank you, little voice in my stomach." And then he has some beef jerky. There, I like there's, it. An, there's another ad where he does the same thing with, uh, gosh, another athlete. But it's yeah, it's just very absurd. That's whimsical. I like it. <laughs> I'm glad. It's what you want in a good Dickie V. Commercial is whimsy. I like whimsy. Right. <laughs> um, and, and most recently, and what, what prompted all this is that Dick Vitale is in a Geico ad mm-hmm. where he breaks down a matchup between himself and a fender bender, and the people tell him the benefits of Geico, and then he just screams and dumps Gatorade on himself. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I can I can barely get through the ad without laughing describing it. Yeah. And and I realized why why it's because his voice matches the same enthusiasm that he always has. Yeah. But he kind of dodders and shuffles over to the Gatorade container and he yeah. struggles to dump it over his head while screaming and his his body belies the fact that he's getting older and it's he's incongruent an old with man. his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. but his voice voice is still 52. 
But you, but know? you look at like the tag team doing the scoop there it is ice cream commercial nowadays and like they're <laughs> still vibrant and they still got when they go scoop chocolate chocolate yeah. like those guys big smile they on their face. They sell the hell out of that. They yeah. sell no. the hell out of By it. By the way, it's See, good to know those two guys are getting a paycheck. I don't know what their royalties it. come in, in now look like, but I was just sort of like, oh yeah, you remember tag team? They were great. Yeah. Still are. But it's that it's that Geico ad that I feel like for the first time his sincerity feels like an illusion, which I think that's what I cannot believe. And that's why I laugh so hard when he's screaming and dumping Gatorade on himself. <laughs> but yeah, it does feel like he's nine hundred years old. Like they're like, pick it up, pick it up, and he's struggling to get it up over his head. So, so to bring this full circle, back to the original thesis, how did Soggy Potato with verbal diarrhea and irritating voice become a slam-bam-jam choice for Fortune 500 companies? Well, when you put it that way... <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, with the democratization of media, it's no longer about the largest audience possible, right, Phil? It's about a devoted audience, and, and, and maybe Dick Vitale is one of the last American icons that's actually uh, recognizable to everyone. Well, it's about do you remember the ad and do you remember who the ad is for? That's the most powerful thing a pitch man can do. Okay. Well, it's like, okay, so maybe he succeeds in that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I, they would just... market test that and then people would watch it and go, oh, that's, uh, that was kind of funny and that was for Geico. And they'd go, all right, they know, let's cut print. But I feel like you're mostly just like, hey, Dick Vitale. And then they're like, what was that about? And you're like, oh, it's this guy, Dick Vectel. If they were like, what about the product? And you'd be like, I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> Dick Vitale comes out and he says P2P and diaper dandy and we all laugh and it's over. Uh, I, I think, I mean, the other, the other thing that I came to, and this was disappointing because I honestly think this is the answer. It's that very frequently Dick Vitale is shilling for a company that specifically is not an official NCAA tournament sponsor, but they want to make it seem like it. So they, so short of talking about the NCAA tournament, they have the next most associated thing with college basketball, Dick Vitale. Anyway, guys, that's um, th- thanks for letting me talk about Dick Vitale. Yeah. That's okay, Jordan! Yeah! God damn it, Phil! That's our show. Email us at two and a half sportsmen at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at SportsmanPod or check out all of our episodes on any of those major podcast platforms.